Well, welcome back. It's been game day here. Um, Scotland kicked off their very first game of the Euros for 23 years, as I don't think anyone's mentioned. Um, how are you, Twenty? Oh, good, thank you. Just uh, try. Well, I actually expected today when I found out I was going to the game that it was going to be like hammed and bathed in sunshine, absolute scenes, and it was Baltic and Scotland lost. So, uh, was it busy? Much- what was it? What was it like around the cast? It was okay. It was strange, see, because like even on arrival, they did like a staggered arrival with tickets, so. Right. You had like an allocated slot where normal fans had to be in the stadium. So it kind of ruined the fact that there was any sort of buzz like in and around the stadium. Yeah. Um, okay. And then the, the kind of mini like pre-game build up one, she probably had like the 12,000 in. was quite good. A wee bit of yes, sir, I can boogie, etc. Yeah, that so looked class on TV, to be fair. You could, he- you could hear that if pundits were having to yeah. shout to just hear over yeah. the few fans that did make it in. So that's cool. Uh, had a wee toe tap to that up in my lovely station, you know. And uh, <laughs> no, it was good. It was night. Like it was just a it was a buzz to actually just be in the stadium and kind of just knowing probably how the players would feel and you could just yeah. feel like the fans looking at them and like wee kids and stuff. Like they've never known this, they've never seen it. Even like most of the Class. probably younger adults that were in the ground, it was like the first time they'd ever seen Scotland on the big stage. So yeah. For that point, yeah, I was trying to just take it all in. Brilliant. Love that. Yeah. Well, before you? we get into more chat about the game, should we introduce our guest before she chimes in? Because I've got a feeling she's going to say something before we, we do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, well, we're joined by a former guest, current Scotland internationalist, who is with the squad in Swansea. Uh, Fiona Brown, welcome. Hello, hello. I wasn't going to chime in, actually. <laughs> Very well but behaved. Thank you. Pants. Um, I was myself listening. Great to have you here. Thanks a million, gals, for having me back. We obviously watched the game together, so we lived it minute by minute. Mm. How was that? <sighs> yeah, I mean, started well ish, but I felt, I think we just lost, like, as soon as the first goal went in, kind of just lost confidence, lost shape. Um, yeah, so obviously disappointed. We wanted to go out and get the, the three points on the first day, but it's a long, a long tournament. There's games left, so still... No, I, I felt that all that there was a lot of chat before the game, a lot of people saying that we had to win today, and, and I felt we could have won, and I, I did feel that that was a, a fair objective to try obviously try and win and, and play for the three points but it's also tournament football and you know I think there's two games still to go I think that was you know there I heard quite a lot of people be quite sort of almost cynical about it to be like that it's set and ruined but we've seen this you know we've seen in tournament football how things can change so quickly and obviously it does put pressure on the next couple of games but it's almost Great. worse to have the have the so-called easiest game first because there's so much other things that come with the first game like yeah the first like everyone's talking about in 23 years the first time the pressure the fans back in the stadium like the fact that they're playing in a Europe like just to get the feel of it everything like that that's also coming on today it's not just football 
So it's almost no, like worse having that game first because, yeah, like there's so much other, so many other factors that come into it that actually make it a lot more difficult. What did you think about the starting 11? Did you agree with it? Was there any surprises or anybody that you would have liked to have seen included from the, the beginning? I was quite surprised uh, Che Adams didn't start, to be honest. Mm. I thought he did well when he came on as well. He made quite an impact, but... No, I was surprised he didn't start, and I was actually quite surprised Christy started. Um, That's same. I was surprised at that as well. But I listened to the interview before the game um, with Steve Clark, and he was kind of saying the last time they played uh, Czech Republic, those two played together up top and, and worked really well and had a really good partnership, and he felt that he wanted to try and go for that again. So, so fair, but um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I felt it became... Sorry, I, I was just going to say, I felt it became difficult for Christy because I felt we went long a lot, especially from Marshall, and I don't feel like we did as well as we ha- perhaps have been in the past with winning the first ball, not just that, sort of getting onto the second ball and around that. And I think even for some of the midfield guys, like Armstrong again, you know, I felt that inhibited them getting on the ball early on. But then also then for Christy, it kind of meant he, he didn't see a lot of it. I think that, that one little time he'd, he went down the line, did that little jink to get by the two players in the bottom corner. You know, it was probably the first time we saw him mm-hmm. kind of have a chance to do anything and show what he's capable of. And, you know, other than that, I think he, it was really hard for us to actually get him on the ball. And, that, you know, that's what he's obviously in there for and what he's effective at doing. So, yeah, that was... And I, think I, I understand the rationale. Because like, I was watching it and I'm going, is this actually been the plan to go long? as often as we were or, or mm-hmm. was it just one of those games where you can't almost like they did lose their confidence and being able to build and trust what they were doing because actually in the moments that they popped it on the ground good combinations where you were getting Armstrong on it getting them turned like I thought Andy Robertson was, was probably one like the best player I reckon like or one off for mm-hmm. us in terms of his energy and his support runs that kind of worked but we, we just seem to go long far too often and it never really suited us. Yeah. I think that was a case of confidence. I think it's just, it was just, yeah, I don't think that that would have been the plan to play that way because there's not really a reason why we would. Mm-hmm. But I think as soon as that goal, the first goal went in, the confidence just dropped or after a few times that they maybe had a few counters against us with loose passes or picking up things the heads just kind of went down. It was route one almost. Get the ball away from like get the ball away from me kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I felt first half we were the better team. I know Marshall's probably made one really good save. Or I see, it was a good save, but you maybe expect them to make it from... Yeah. We definitely have the chances. We have the chances to yeah. win the game. Yeah, there's at least four probably really good chances. Even the Dykes one in the first half as well that he's, he's made the run across the front and puts yeah. it just wide of the post like that's a brilliant chance Robertson's chance in the first half as well and then even in the second half I thought they responded relatively well to losing the second goal but I think you know at the point you lose that second goal you've got a mountain to climb yeah you know I think yeah. you're just like, <laughs> like how has this happened yeah what I know about... we did try go on yeah just going I mean, to say Forrest's chance at the back post, I think he's just got to go for goal there. I don't mm-hmm. think he's, he's trying to square that whatsoever in that situation. 
Yeah. And the one and right before it, when he cuts in and shoots on his left foot. Yeah. You know, it's probably well defended, you could see in the end, but good chances. And I think it's, it's that type of pressure, though, that they produced in that probably 15-minute spell, that I think if you produce that over the course of the 90 minutes, you do eventually find a breakthrough. Yeah. But I don't think we started the game aggressively enough like that, that you could get at them and make them constantly defend. It was almost like one chance... 15 minutes goes by, you've got another half chance. Um, whereas I, th- I think the Czech side are one of those teams that are going to become quite difficult to to get a breakthrough. We found that in, in games previously. Uh, but I just thought the occasion maybe get the better of some players, which is understandable to an extent. What about the... We need to give credit, to be fair. Like The two goals, I actually think, are different class. Like, yeah. Yeah. How he's managed to get the first header right in the corner. And Hanley yeah. started the game well. Like Hanley, Hanley bossed it a couple of times, a few decent recovery runs as well. And then the header he gets up, rises perfectly between the two of them. And it's a cracking header to direct it away from Marshall. Great goal, to be fair. I think we just need to get out. I think the, the, the cross. That, yeah. exactly, that goal comes from the fact that, that we're not fast enough out to block the cross. Because... Mm-hmm. He's, well, I think McGinn a, goes out quick, but no one else goes out, and then they allow that yeah. to become a two v one. Which O'Donnell's well, too slow out, I would say. Mm-hmm. He needs to get out quicker. Yeah, which perhaps he's hesitant because he ends up being on that left side, which isn't maybe you know had it been almost the other way and it had been on the right side, he might have been no more naturally in a position or reacted to go out, mm-hmm. but he maybe didn't feel. I always think know, when you play. I always think when you play with a back three or a back five like that, you almost lure yourself into a false sense of security that it's maybe not the worst thing if the cross comes in because you've got bodies in good areas. Yeah. Do you know yeah. that way? Like you're, you are yeah. caught at things because of the positions you end up in. And then you think because you've got three centre backs in there, it's, oh, we'll be fine. Yeah. But the boy throws unbelievably well. And his second goal, I'm sitting right bang on line with that. Like, see, the ball leaves his foot. I've just done that. <laughs> it's in, it's in, it's in, head and hands. But see, have you seen the angle behind the goal? It's yeah, actually it's an incredible finish. Outside and back in again. Yeah. It's an unbelievable strike. Genuinely, I feel like in situations like that, yeah, Henry needs to play the ball wide. He's taken a shot, it's ricocheted back, it's ricocheted into the path of this guy. But the work he does from <laughs> this there, guy. what can you do? <laughs> like I'm sorry like I don't think you can complain about it I think it's incredible it's like go the tourney and it's day three to be fair I my initial thought before I realised even the balls went over half like that it's broke to him I'm thinking why are you shooting from 45 yards and Do then you, know you see I mean? Marshall like, in the middle that. of the pitch <laughs> was he <laughs> Was he meant to be that high? Like, what is he? Well, I asked. I asked at the time because I was sitting uh, near Lee Alexander, and I know it's like goalie union and all that, so they're never going to say anything bad about each other. But she said that she's like, he's high, but he needs to be high there. And even if he's five yards, ten yards back, he's no, he's no touching that. Not was her was her words? Yeah, so I think if, like if he's ten yards back, he's saving it. I think if he's 10 yards back he's saving it because it doesn't go in 
I don't it goes in to... as he's about three yards on the line, from the line. Like, he could never have saved it in that moment. But if you see when the ball crosses the line, he's about three yards from it, off his line. So if he'd yeah. started 10 yards further back, he'd have got it. Maybe, but I mean that what she what she said was that his position and he needs to be higher. I don't know exact distances, but I think like yeah, like it's obviously I don't think it's his fault at all. But you know, he obviously was high and obviously they're in a they probably felt like I'm sure they felt at half time, you know, they're one nil down, they need to get a goal. And they, at that point they actually were playing quite well. They'd started to probably progress up the yeah. pitch. I mean the ball was with Jack Henry in the middle of their half. So, you know, we were in possession, so it's Difficult, frustrating. That's Henry's just get far too excited because he's hit that one that's come off the bar and he thinks to himself, I'm going to be the hero here. Yeah. 100 yards out, let rip. That, that yeah. kills us as well because we've, we've got them under pressure there. Like, we've yeah. had a good like period of time in yeah. their half pushing them back. If we just keep that up, like, it's just, it just kills us completely in that moment. It's okay. hard because you only, you really do only learn for these things when once it's happened and you look back and you go probably at 1-0 now would you have just no sharp shot but like been really defensively robust worked the ball tried to work them maybe brought in like another wee bit of pace like a Forrest or a Fraser and then took like you would take a point do you know what I mean like looking now you'd be going a point would be a good result in the first game like just yeah of course but once you lose that second goal in those circumstances it's a bit deflates you and they did well to no, be fair no. they shut off the middle they shut up shop mm-hmm. like they made it very difficult for us to get key players into the game like John again like yeah not for really one of trying, he can't he couldn't get he couldn't get the ball couldn't get in the game because their midfield was just very compact mm-hmm. so yeah. credit to them as well for two nil down against them it's hard to score one goal never mind two what about the sheet goal have you seen anything better in real time any goals that you can think of that in the past would challenge it? Because even comparing it to uh, He's right Roof, on that way, isn't he? Kmar Roof in Europa League, like, that's an absolute mm. worldly last season, but his is a straight ball, like, pretty much. His is mm. out and back in. He's gone for the Roberto Carlos technique. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think, though, he goes with, like, the way he hits it, you kind of have to, it's one of those ones you have to aim that way, knowing you're trying to bend it back in, if you get me. Um, I don't know why I'm like doing arm gestures when we're doing a podcast, but they yeah, just for the listeners in case they're wondering. You know, um, oh, this is not me swinging, me swinging my left foot at that would have probably just trundled right back. <laughs> 74 <laughs> bounces before it gets to Marshall. Marshall would, Marshall would have been in the perfect position for that one. <laughs> <laughs> This is not, not a similar goal, but I will say the Yarmolenko goal last night against Holland was quite something. Nah, his was good, eh? A very good finish. Lovely. Although I would need to say I watched that. I watched that on catch up last night because uh, I was dragged to the shops at half eight last night. <laughs> best game of the best game of the tournament. Three two came back, missed five goals. Oh, that was a good time to go to. Morrison's. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah, you're a, you're, Spain are knocking on the door. Spain are knocking on the door. Have you seen that chance of Morata, is it? Yeah, yeah Morata. Got to finish yeah, that. We are, we are recording this during the Spain-Sweden game for anybody that's slightly confused. 
Sweden. You're a Sweden fan. You must be. How are you feeling about this? I one? mean, a Sweden fan is. I mean, yeah. I, would, I mean, like uh, a fan uh, of Sweden. Given you've you've been there for what four years now, you talk very highly of it. You love your life there. Some good people. Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, I love, I love it. I, I'm, of course, I'm supporting Scotland, but it's quite interesting to see how they're progressing. I follow the league there, so um, there's not that many players that are playing in Sweden that are playing in the national team, but they've got some young up and coming ones that um, could do could do some damage in attack if given the opportunity. I think um, Isaac, he won Italy's Young Player of the Year or Breakthrough Player or whatever. He's been he's had a great season. Um, and Forsberg is playing in Germany. He's always a threat as well on the wing. Um, number 10, if you need a reference. There we are. Um, so yes, Here's I think to, to Spain, will a, yeah, Spain will be a tough a tough, tough task, though. I mean, I feel like Spain have completely transformed. They're, yeah, the way, like, they're not the Spain that we used to know, but they're still very effective. High pressing. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah I mean... Looking forward to seeing Spain, actually, because you're right, Fee, they have changed loads over like, the last number of years, and even players that you would associate are no longer there, and it's a very yeah. different-looking side, but you hear Spain at any tournament, and you almost expect them to be yeah. up there. Yeah favourites there about it's like semi-finals. I think they fancy their chances in this tournament though I was listening to their manager before the game and he was kind of saying that like there's there's no there's no reason we can't go and do something special here well, I remember watching them against Germany I can't remember what it was fairly recently when it was when Ferran Torres scored the hat trick they won 5-0 I think it was and the goals they scored were exceptional I remember there was one goal that from the goalkeeper must have been about 15 passes and right cut their way through the team and I was like wow and like you say most of the names are names that aren't the household names like we used to know they've gone with a few young ones as well you know um yeah today so they're given yeah they're going with young players that are in form which is oh what's the chance oft Sweden just hit the post Oof. Isaac that was a so, good chance I think it's come off right. the line right sorry what are you saying about the Scotland team for Friday are we expecting changes would you change anything is it a there has to be some changes yeah how do you approach the game though like what's the, what's the game plan going into that trying to, well obviously you try and win every game but do you need to go cautiously and try and nick a goal or just would a point be enough, do you think, going into the third game? I think with England, like you've got to respect the players and the team that England are, regardless of who they, they select. Yeah. Um, so I think in some ways you've got to go in, compact shape, try and frustrate them, hit them on, on the counter if, if possible. Um I don't think we can go in and expect to have a lot of the ball and mm-hmm. in, in like their half anyway. Um, but I also don't think, I think that the fixture speaks for itself, the buzz speaks for itself, like the adrenaline will be there. So there's no reason we should go out and sit back and just let them go at us because 
they will and they'll be successful at it. So I think it has to be a, a fine balance of being very compact, but not just sitting in and letting them run three, like have full reign. Yeah. No, I would yeah. agree with that to an extent. What do you think, Course? Yeah, I think, I almost think playing against a side like England, who are obviously a lot more experienced, ranked higher, you know, you'd expect them to dominate. I think that almost suits the system a little better with how we've seen it be more effective. Um, you know, the likes of the wing backs will, will probably start in a deeper position. But we've seen in the past, you know, the ability for those players, you know, Robertson, obviously, maybe more so naturally, but O'Donnell as well covers a lot of ground. And I think that our style and transition into attack might actually be more effective. But in saying that, we'll have to be extremely disciplined to be able to withstand some of the pressure and obviously limit the good opportunities they get. Um, mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I feel good going into it. Like you say, the game kind of takes care of itself. So there'll be an element of it that the dominance that England may be show against other teams will be a little harder against us because the players are so familiar with one another there's the rivalry there'll be the fans and um, you know I've, loads of people are talking about just going to London just to be around and feel the buzz of it and I know a few people have tickets as well so it's just going to be it's another game to just look forward to I think we we're all just even buzzing this morning when we woke up and just had a, a game to look forward to at the Euros watching Scotland I think that's Scotland always perform, always perform against England, no matter what. So that's not a worry for me. No, I don't think it's a worry either, whether they'll perform, I think. I I do think England have a good team, though. They have some really, really talented young players who are feeling good. You can sort of tell they have that arrogance and, you know, People often think of that as a negative, which I think sometimes as Scotland fans, you feel it's a it's frustrating. But in a way, it's a big part of the confidence to get in results. Yeah, I think even like when you look at probably the difference between Scotland and England is even that they've probably got that bit of quality that on the big stage you would expect them to eventually take a chance. You know, like even yesterday, England never blew me away watching the game, but you almost felt that they would at some point come up with something um, in the goals, just that bit of quality movement, not even a great finish, but they they get themselves over the line because they do believe in themselves. Whereas I think like we get caught in a mindset of almost like doubting our own ability at times so that when chances do come along, it's like, oh, like I nearly scored. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like whereas England just back themselves to score. Yeah. Even when they don't perform, like Sterling's not had the best season, but he would back himself to go and be the guy that wins the game. Like a Marcus Rashford would be the same. Like Grealish, if you had them on the pitch, a Foden. There's probably a different mindset, and I think yeah. that's probably what Scotland need to like recognise that they've arrived in the tournament. The first game's gone. You're right, watching Scotland at a major tournament, it's an absolute buzz. Like everybody will back them in every game. Of course we will. But I just think like you don't want to get into that England game and come out the other side of it with absolutely nothing to play for in the third game. Yeah. So you kinda almost need to get it. You need to get it right. You need to get your eleven spot on for Friday. Who's your midfield three then? Who would you put in midfield? Because I think that's probably <laughs> 
that's where that's I feel like we've seen the most changes. You know, I feel like game to game, that's often where sometimes each personnel is yeah. slightly different. For me today, like I was surprised that Christie was included. I would have started Armstrong, um, but in the, the three, I probably would have gone McTominay, McGinn and Gilmer. Um, McGinn's probably not had his best game in a Scotland shirt today. I don't know if you would drop him. I don't think you can necessarily justify to an extent bringing in a Callum McGregor because, again, I don't think he's been a game changer. I think the only change for me is start Gilmer. If, you're, if you've brought him to the tournament, let him go and play. I would start him because I think he's he is one that has a bit about him. And I also would probably still keep um, Stuart in there and... And I possibly would put McTominay in the back three, which I've, in the past, I think he's got better and better at that position. I think initially some of the defensive natural habits took him some time to get used to, as you'd expect. But to me, I think I would keep McGinn, probably go with Armstrong and Gilmore. And I think part of that, I think, is those players know the players they're playing against. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which I think can sometimes help, you know, yeah. You see these players day in, day out, or you play you've played against them multiple times at the weekend. And I think sometimes in these big occasions, just that can almost be a comfort to that you have the ability to match those players. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just wonder if you'll change the right full like wing back as well. I know this possibly might suit a Stephen O'Donnell better because it's probably more of a defensive shift than anything, but I just felt today was really off the boil I, I just I felt like maybe the occasion got to him and a couple of poor touches early on and he never recovered you know and I just yeah. again like a Patterson you know I would genuinely throw him in I think he's it's not a risk now because he's there he's played enough games at a top level this season uh, he's playing with brilliant players week in week out similar to Gilmore like he's you're not playing at Chelsea and training with those guys day in, day out, not to be a player that can be trusted on the ball. Yeah. Yeah. What's the point in waiting? With Gilmore, he's actually the only outright six mm-hmm. yeah. that we've got. So, yeah. naturally in that position, he's going to be defensively sound. Mm-hmm. He, like you say, he deals with that at Chelsea. Every game he's played at Chelsea, I've not seen him do many things wrong. No. Um. And they're big games. He's, he's jumping into big games as well. It's not like he's playing against just lower league teams. He's playing in big games. Yeah. Um, I, I, think, I would agree. I think you've got to play him. But I think also with England, like the little, going back a little bit of the cockiness or whatever, they throw players forward. Mm-hmm. So if we can get to a point where we can actually break into those areas and hit them when they're throwing a lot of players forward. I think they do a little bit of arrogance. They they are a little bit slow to recover at times in those areas, full back especially. Um so I think there is areas we can hurt hurt them on. I think they are they're they're a great team hundred percent. They've got a really good chance at the tournament, but they've got areas that they're also weak in and those are areas we can definitely exploit I think that's areas we're stronger in with the right people coming off the bench yeah and I think what you've got with England you've got players that 
I mean, I would expect them to make a couple of changes because they're a side that expect themselves to go further in the tournament. So it's almost like yeah. keep bodies fresh, like don't overuse certain players, which can probably play in the opposition hands because they, those players do then come out and want to play and want to show off, dribbling in areas, and then that's when you catch them. Um, but I don't know, I've got a feeling Jack Grealish might be ready to go for Friday. And it's also that. <laughs> <laughs> I was surprised he never started actually yesterday um, but I don't know if that's just a wee bit about keeping him in, in check but they've got you've so got many that, you've got him and you've got Sancho who wasn't even stripped mm-hmm. I, know, I know they have a, vet, they have a lot of depth yeah. who else is impressed then so far any um, other teams you've seen that have really caught your eye Italy. watch that game um, they were just Cruise control, I think. I know. You the know, combination play is and movement off one another is it's, exceptional. It's, Italy, though, it's big tournaments and then up the pop. Although, having said that, though, they never qualified for uh, Russia 2018, though. True. No. I fancied them coming into this tournament as being like a. They haven't lost for like two years or something. Yeah, uh, they're a, a phenomenal. But uh, isn't it funny? Because like, like, I feel like a lot of people still, like when you're talking about oh, big teams, favourites at the tournaments and stuff, I feel like a lot of people miss Italy out. And when you're saying like the stats mm-hmm. like that, it's crazy. Yeah. I know. Did you see that? I loved it at the end. I think Chiellini made a tackle in like the 89th minute or something. It was like in the, it, was a, it was a great tackle. Deflects a shot wide for a corner. Bounces up. Celebrate, celebrates like he's just scored the World Cup winner like absolutely chuffed with himself like totally buzzing <laughs> fist bump like high fives from everybody and they were like <laughs> what was it was it 2-0 at that point maybe uh, so you know. need that a bit though like that's I feel like with Scotland today like it felt at times a bit flat like that kind of thing is like yeah we'd be we'd be mortified yeah yeah exactly whereas he was totally he was buzzing and everyone was buzzing as well that's yeah, like trademark Christy Breyer. He loves that at Celtic. <laughs> the slide tackle, the block and the celebration. Absolutely <laughs> loves that. He does actually, yeah. <laughs> I'll need, so I, might start, I might start doing it. Just like, see, maybe it's like, like a new thing. See, if it's your team that does that, I think you're absolutely buzzing and you're proper giving it the celebration back. Yeah. See if that's the opposition you're going, fucking idiots. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so uh, but no I do like the yeah. look of Italy I think like even the front three as well see teams that at any level of football you need goals ultimately yeah. it's what wins your games and I think when you look at their front three Immobile Berardi is it and, and, Sin, and how do you pronounce that guy's name yeah, yeah. shit hot like take, get a chance take it yeah you know? I'm excited to watch um France to, is it tomorrow they play? I'm intrigued Must to see be. them as well. Yeah. Their front three click. The world's in trouble. Mm. The world. We <laughs> <laughs> won't be because we, we might not be playing them. So <laughs> we but can do enjoy you know it. I mean? like, if those three players can get stuff going. It's the balance in their right. team as well though. Like their midfield. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They've kind of they do. If things click, you're right, Fee. Europe's in trouble. Aye. Can't they run in the show? Cigars. Yeah, what a boy. 
Wow. Oh, we have a like engine like canty. <laughs> Unbelievable scenes. It is madness. I know. You almost feel like with France as well, like when like, players like Mbappe, they just absolutely love like the big stage. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. they want to be there. That's their time to shine. It's like I'm not interested in your midweek Wednesday night games that nobody's watching. Like just wait for the semis to come around and I'll just get Turn myself organised. Uh-huh. But was Mbappe around? Like when did he really break in? Like to France's like did he play the last Euros? I think so. Yeah. yeah I think yeah, that I think was probably so. the first time. I think that was probably his first because it was the Euros or the World Cup that was his big th- big breakthrough. Yeah, because he's still so young. It's just crazy. I know, you kind of forget. It feels like he's been about forever. Yeah. What a boy. Um, right, what about you girls? We'll finish up then tomorrow. Wales v yep. Scotland, 7.15 kickoff. I believe so, live on BBC Wales or BBC iPlayer. So if you fancy a bit of that, I'm not sure what the games are tomorrow night. Well, you can at least get that. No one's got an excuse. You can at least get the first half in before the eight o'clock kickoff. So there you are. How's prep gone? How's everybody feeling? It's been good. good. Yeah. I think it's um, it's really nice. Like the environment and the buzz. Everyone seems in a really good place. And I think for me, in a way, I, I wasn't allowed to travel for the last wee while. Um, so for me coming back in, it's just it's really refreshing to be honest and fun to to like see everyone again first and foremost but also just like work with with Stuart and yeah it's it seems like the squad's in a good place and I think everyone's just buzzing to get get the games in <laughs> yeah. Corsi how's it been since you've been out the room? You hadn't no. been released at all? That's true. I have been allowed to go to training since our last our last show, um, but yeah, we've done pretty well. Um, you know, you just need to make the most of the rules, obviously, because a few of us have travelled from abroad. We've had slightly stricter requirements, but um, one more day, game day tomorrow, um, so just that'll be good. And I think, yeah, it's it's been good to have some fresh faces, and also I think, you know, obviously. There'll be some changes ahead of the game tomorrow as well, and that's that's exciting. You know, you want to be playing games, so again, bring it on. Brilliant. Last warm-up game, really, before the big games later know, on in the year. Right. It comes around quickly as well. Yeah. So, right, well. what a dream, gals. Good to good to debrief. Get the the Scotland game out of the system. <laughs> on to on to the next, as they say. Absolutely. Right. Thanks, everybody, for listening to our listeners and subscribers. Please reach out Instagram at Behind the Goals. Let us know your thoughts on the tournament so far. Have a great week and let's look forward to the big one on Friday. Go on, Scotland!